Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. This episode is part of our Building an Inspired Business series. In this series, Sarah and Michelle, your business mentors, give practical business tips helping the faith-filled mompreneur create a business that succeeds and fulfills. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. You are with Michelle Gifford, your host for today as part of the Building an Inspired Business series. Now today we are going to be talking about failure and I'm going to tell you one of my biggest failures in business and talk about how making failure a part of your business is actually a great thing and um, how to deal with it when it does happen because I'm sorry to tell you, it's going to happen. So let me tell you about my biggest failure in business. I was a high school senior photographer, still am, but I thought that it would be such a great idea to start a new business with props that just for senior photographers. So I came up with a business, I got all of the products that I would need, and I came up with a great name, Senior Prop Shop, right? Who doesn't like rhyming? And I had my own website and I put it up and it did not do very well. (laughs) But I reached out to Senior Style Guide, which is one of the leading high school senior photography magazines in the industry. And I reached out to them and asked if I could put an ad up. When I reached out to them, I was put in contact with the owner, Vicki Black. Now, Vicki Black is a fantastic woman and she she's a visionary. She sees the good in other businesses and the potential that they can have. And so she said that I could do an advertisement in her magazine. Well, I'm just going to tell you, guess how many senior props I sold in my senior prop shop? Um, zero. Like, absolutely none. I didn't sell one thing. <laughs> and you know what? I had to close its doors. And after just a few months, I realized that maybe that's not the direction I wanted to go. And it looked to me, if you wrote down on paper, I'd spent money, I'd spent time, and hadn't had anything to show for it. But, but um, it did do one thing. One amazing thing, it connected me to Vicki Black of Senior Style Guide. And at the same time, I was starting Beauty Revived, and I had an idea to have a 50 beautiful high school senior campaign and have 50 photographers jump on board with us. But I wanted to make it bigger, right? And when I talked to Vicki about it, she suggested that she do a special edition magazine and she would print the 50 photographers' pictures in her magazine. This was huge. It not only gave me a bigger audience, but it also gave me credibility that this industry leader was on board with Beauty Revived. And I count that moment and that incident as one of the turning points for Beauty Revived. And without that, I don't know if I would be able to be where I am. And since then, I have joined with Vicki Black and Senior Style Guide, and we have created Beauty Revived scholarships for high school seniors, and we have given more than $18,000 away to high school seniors to further their education. And so that all came from a pretty, pretty terrible failure. (laughs) But failure is part of life, right? And it's going to happen. Elder Kevin K. Worthen, he said, we all fail more than once, 
every day. <laughs> and um, I love, love thinking about that because once we accept it, it's not as big of a deal, right? In the mission statement of BYU, it says at the end, it says to assist individuals in the quest for perfection and eternal life. And I think as Mormons and as saints that we have an idea that we want to be perfect. And I think the quest for perfection is great, but we need to worry about the quest part more than we need to worry about the perfection part. Um, in the Book of Mormon, in one of my favorite stories is Nephi, right? One of the beginning stories. Nephi's father, Lehi, is a prophet, and they're living in Jerusalem. And the Lord tells them that Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. He wants to be protected, that he's going to have to gather up all of his kids, everything that they need to survive, and leave all their valuables, all their possessions behind, and go into the wilderness. So they do that. They follow the Lord. Lehi is um, a wonderful example of faith and trust in the Lord, and they leave. They have been traveling in the wilderness for some time, and then the Lord tells Nephi to go and get the plates from Laban, right? So he goes with his brothers to get the plates, and does he get the plates on the first round? No, he doesn't. Does he get the plates on the second round? Nope, he does not. Does he get the plates on the third round? Yeah, he does. One of the things that stuck out to me when reading this is if you go to Nephi chapter 4, it talks about they just seen an angel come and tell Laman and Lemuel to stop beating up Nephi. they just seen this angel, and then Nephi has to stand up and defend his decision to go back and get the plates again. And he says, Therefore, let us go up. Let us be strong like unto Moses, for he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they divided hither and thither, and our fathers came through out of captivity on dry ground. Now behold, ye know that this is true, and ye also know that an angel hath spoken unto you. Wherefore can ye doubt? Let us go up, the Lord is able to deliver us even as our fathers, and to destroy Laban even as the Egyptians. And then, just two verses down, he says, And I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Now, I have to wonder, and I have to think about this, that maybe Nephi was given these two failed attempts so that he could use his faith to follow the Lord and thus gaining more of the spirit to help him know what to do. Sometimes in life, we are given failures <laughs> so that we can use our experience to act in faith and to gain more knowledge. Now, the story does not end here. And this story about failure does not end here because I've often wondered about Sariah, Nephi's mom, okay? Because while her sons are going to get the plates, Sariah is home and she is worried sick, right? She is complaining to her husband, Lehi the prophet. And she says, why? Why did you bring us into the wilderness? Lehi's like, you know what? I am a visionary man. You are right. And the Lord has told me that this is what I'm supposed to do and he will protect our sons. And she seems to be crying out to the Lord. And when her sons finally do come back, because it took them longer than, you know, it was supposed to do because they had to try three times. When her sons come back, she says, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath commanded my husband to flee into the wilderness. Yea, and I also know of a surety that the Lord hath protected my sons and delivered them out of the hands of Laban and given them power whereby they could accomplish a thing which the Lord hath commanded them. And after this manner of language did she speak. 
she now knew of a surety that they were supposed to be in the wilderness. Now, this is obviously not the only trial that they have in the wilderness. We know this, but she had to go through this moment of failure, this moment of loss and worry so that she could have a firm testimony that what she was doing going into the wilderness was correct and called of God. Sometimes we're given failures because we need to learn things. In the scriptures, it says that we are put on this earth to prove ourselves, right? When we think about the word prove, we often think that it means to demonstrate something that already exists, right? We're already wonderful. (laughs) Now we just got to prove it. But if you look in the dictionary, in the Oxford English Dictionary, it says that proving means to find out, learn, or know by experience. And there are ways that we learn, right? In the scriptures, it teaches that we learn one by study and two by faith. And third, we learn by experience. Elder Worthen says, thus, failing is a critical component of our eternal progress, our quest for perfection. And because of the atonement, we can, if we respond to failures in the right way, be blessed with a new kind of learning that allows our failures to become part of the perfecting process. Now, there was a study done by the Harvard Business Review, and it was the failure issue. If you want to look it up, it's very interesting. And they talk about three types of failures, and I'm going to talk to you about them. They use other names, but I'm just going to use the ones that make more sense to me. So the first type of failure is bad failure. And this is failure that happens because we are making mistakes because we are not following instructions. These are the ones that we don't want to make because we already know the right answer, but we're choosing not to follow those instructions. The second type of failure is complexity failures. And these are failures that happen because the problem or the situation is too complex to control every variable. So when things go wrong in the ER, and someone dies or something bad happens, that is a complexity failure because it doesn't happen because it's a bad failure and people have made bad choices or have made mistakes because they're not following instructions, but it it failed because there are too many variables at play. And then the third type of failure is good failure. And this is failure that comes because we are pushing our limits and trying new things. Now, this is the type of failure we want to be doing every day. The bad failure, the making mistakes because we're not following rules, that is something that we should not be doing every day. It's actually something that we can perfect. These are things like saying our prayers, reading our scriptures, you know, the primary answers. Elder Worthen said, in these matters, we can come very close to perfection very quickly. And it is important that we do so because success in these endeavors provide the secure foundation that allows us to deal effectively with the other two kinds of failure. Okay, I love that because we can do this. We can have a checklist and we can say, yep, I read my scriptures, I'm saying my prayers, I'm doing those things that will keep me from making bad failures. The failure I wanna talk to you about uh, more today is good failure. Failure is going to happen. We know that and it's part of life. It's so that we can be proven, gain experience, and it's going to happen in your business and it's gonna be okay. Like you need to know that, that it's part of your path. And sometimes you have to learn things so that you can help someone else coming up, right? And sometimes you have to learn things so that your testimony can be strengthened in one way. And sometimes you have to go through failure so that you can rely upon the Lord. And this is all part of being proven. And this 
happens in our business. Professor Martin Seligman, one of the founders of Positive Psychology, said that the most common characteristic for those who overcome failure is that they are optimistic. This is great news for us, right? We are an optimistic people because we have faith in Christ, and we know that really it's going to be okay. And so this is a good thing. If you are feeling less than optimistic, there are three things that help us deal with failure. And it's realizing that the failure is temporary, that we are not a failure because something failed, that just because senior prop shop didn't go my way, it doesn't mean that I will be a failure for the rest of my life. So number one, failure is temporary. So number two is seeing that the failure is local. And what I mean by that is just because senior prop shop failed, it had nothing to do with Beauty Revived, right? Beauty Revived succeeded. And so we have to realize that the failure is localized and there may be a part of our business that didn't do great. That's fine, but it doesn't mean that the rest is a failure. And number three is that our failure is changeable. And that means we can do something about it. We can look at the problem and see what we can do to take the necessary steps to succeed. Elder Worthen said, too often we ask the wrong question when we fail. We ask, am I good enough? But the real question is, is God good enough? Is he as good as he says he is? Can he really deliver on his promise that all things will work together for our good? So if we will trust him and strive to do the best we can and keep going whenever we fall short. So there are some questions that I think we can ask on every good failure to help us uh, take the next step and improve upon our business, okay? So with Senior Prop Shop, I had to ask, what happened? Why did my business fail? One of the things I didn't want to do as a business is be a supplier. I didn't want to have like tangible products that I was selling because I am a mom and I knew that running to the post office and packaging things and I didn't I didn't have physically have space for those kinds of things. And I also was doing so many other things. I was doing my photography business. I had a newborn and I also was starting Beauty Revived. So one of the reasons it failed is I wasn't giving it the attention that it needed and I wasn't doing those things that would make it a success. So the second question is, what did I learn? If you don't know what you learned from your failure, then you are not learning what you need to do, right? And you're bound to fail at the same thing again. And then your good failure suddenly becomes a bad failure because you've already been given this opportunity, you already know the rules, and so now you're just not listening to the rules and it becomes a bad failure, not a good failure. So the third question is how will I go forward? And this goes back to being optimistic and know that you can do something about your failure. So you can either choose to stop what you're doing like I did with Senior Prop Shop because I knew it wasn't what I should continue to do. Um, You can look at the problem and see if you can fix it and you can bring in advisors and mentors to help you know what the next steps are. So figure out how you are going to go forward because we will all fail more than once every day. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing, right? We're going to choose to be a good failure, (laughs) not a bad failure, right? And make this a part of your business. And so take a look at your business and really look at the last failures that that have happened to you and figure out why they failed and and what good has come from it and what steps you can take to make sure that that good failure doesn't become a bad failure and that you can make your business grow. 
So if one of your answers is, I have failed and I need someone who is a few steps ahead telling me what to do and how to do it, you just want a mentor, well, me and Sarah, well, we're obviously your girls for business. And we are soon opening up our group mentoring program where we will be able to spend one-on-one time with you and help you create an actionable plan to make your business succeed. And that is opening up really soon. If you want to get on the list, go ahead and go over to our website and join our free business training, five days to a guilt-free business so that you can get the alerts when this is going live. We'll only have a few spots open and want to make sure you are on it if this is right for you. So go to guiltfree.mormonmompreneur.com and sign up today. Thank you so much for being with us. Mompreneur podcast. For access to our free training, Five Days to a Guilt-Free Business, please visit guiltfree.mormonmompreneur.com.